Hans Magnus Gar. Yeah. Namaste, motherfucker. Namaste. Abkaise <laughs> ho? Abkaise ho, what's that mean? Uh, it means uh, how, uh, how are you in Hindi? Oh, wow. Mm. I'm good. Yeah. I am good. Did you learn any other Hindi when you were in India? Yeah, I learned some. Mera uh, basuno. Listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Age, uh, age. Let's go. Cello and cello. It's also let's go. Yeah. Come on. And. Um, uh Shubadin, good day. Yeah. Shuba Sandhya, good afternoon. Shubaratri, it's uh, good night. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, I know some more as well. Yeah, I guess you pick up stuff when you're there. And did you try to make an effort to? I did too, because uh, when you're in India as a uh, freshly looking uh, tourist guy, mm. uh, you you can be taken advantage of. And ah. so, uh, if you learn some Hindi uh, words, you don't seem like you're here for the first time, and then they can't like trick you for money and uh, and take you on really long detours with taxi cabs got you yeah. yeah i was i was in india you were yeah i've been there twice oh yeah cool yeah it was pretty cool but it was relentless you know relentless like yeah. just constantly people coming up and constantly i felt like i had to I, it was difficult sometimes for me to relax mm, amongst yeah. so many people yeah and people are always coming up and trying to talk to you and trying to lead you to places and check things out mm, yeah it's intense man it's intense yeah. yeah it's kind of like you you when you're there for a while it becomes your natural state of being like wow. this uh, i like this is a part of it or something but uh yeah it's kind of like in the big cities like mm. new delhi mm. it's extreme i think yeah like it's like Whoa! Like with all, uh, with all traffic uh, people, and uh, and you like being there uh, attracts a lot of attention. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's tiring. You shouldn't stay uh, for more than three days in Delhi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went there with a girlfriend once, pretty hot girlfriend, mm. and people just kept on coming up to her and taking photos of her. Like they, oh, yeah. they, ne- like it's like they'd never seen a like mm. a white chick before. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like she was uh, at first she thought it was like kind of cool. Like, oh, yeah, they're just, you know, coming up and touching my hair and, you know, all these little girls. So it was mm. pretty nice way to for her to, you know, meet yeah. local kids. Mm. But then it was every day, like every day we went to the beach. People were coming up like big groups of people just taking photos with mm. mostly her. Yeah. So it was kind of like a little, it's a little like much, the, man. It's like the like a Kardashian feeling without the bodyguards. Yeah. yeah. You should have some people taking care of the crowds. That's right. Yeah. So maybe if you want to have the celebrity experience, you mm. just need to go to India. Be hot and go to India. That's <laughs> the only. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Yeah. But did you enjoy, enjoy the trip then? Did you get did you get a lot out of it? It was a great trip, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I uh, feel. And... Uh, it was, uh, yeah, a combination of traveling and uh, seeing things mm. and staying at places. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I uh, started up in Delhi uh, with this uh, kind of, cur- uh, yeah, all this uh, uh, chaotic uh, experience of uh, India. Mm. And then I went to Rishikesh, this yoga, uh, the, the, the crib of yoga, they say, like, where it started. Really? I went up there with the Ganga River, and yeah. I stayed there for nine days in the ashram. Okay. And just, like, uh, like for a really 
relaxing uh, 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 meditational uh, experience. Mm. Then I traveled some more, and then I ended up in two months in one ashram in Pune. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Did the trip somehow change your life, or was there anything kind of that made you? Did you have any big realizations? Did it? I think it uh, something happened like uh, in the, uh, in the, the unconscious uh, place like the, the, something changed and it, it put me on like this more uh, conscious path I think in uh, in both like uh, spirituality and stuff like that and uh, and um, not that kind of like whoa uh, uh, Shiva and uh, uh, gods and stuff but like uh, being um, uh, yeah, more centered and uh, aware of uh, of uh, um, inner being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was also kind of like some epiphanies, like uh, like meditational experiences that you can also yeah, like um, have. Uh, like with psychedelics somehow and as well but this is more i feel like this was more sustainable mm. and the more uh more uh what's it called longevity longevity yeah yeah, yeah. long term long term yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or it's something that you could have with you in life kind of okay through these through this uh yeah, thorough meditational uh, processes. Did you feel like what you got was new perspective or like new tools to utilize in your everyday life? Like more like, okay, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think both maybe. Yeah. And also like kind of experiences that, uh, yeah, like you, you could experience a certain state of uh of uh presence and awareness mm. that was uh, a kind of oh wow so this is how it could be in mm. life and and in a stressful uh like uh, everyday life here in norway it's all, so much things ha happening that you don't have the kind of uh calm and uh, the space to be there but in like in India, in an ashram where you can devote yourself to this meditational thing, you can like get this. I got some taste of an experience of, OK, wow, this is like existing in in kind of this unity mm. experience. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think it's uh, like I've had you know some experiences like that as well and what's been difficult is being able to maintain what i've learned when i come back to my regular life mm, you know yeah. what i mean that's the thing that's the practice that's been difficult for me to incorporate into my everyday hectic reality yeah have you been able to maintain oh. some of the calmness since you've returned I think like uh, uh, it's i've been going back to uh, life and uh, uh, something is uh, is there, but uh, uh, a lot of the old things are back uh, as well. And uh, and uh, but I try to meditate to keep it and to be like. Uh, but but here's there's a lot of things from the outside world, like like uh, drawing your attention out and not inward. So so you uh, yeah you will I I get lost in. Uh, 
in things, but I think I can more be like presence and be like aware of what is happening inside my head and, and stuff like that and be like, yeah, mm, uh, mindful in some ways. Mm. Okay. So a lot of what you experienced was you just had like the time and space to think and look inwardly. Yeah. But back like in your regular life back here, like when we live in Norway, there's so much external mm. stimuli taking up your focus and attention. Is that is that right? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. And I think also like in our culture, we're like a lot uh, of our uh, attention goes outward. Mm. So like we get a lot of like uh, gratification and uh, a lot of our values are from the outside world, kind of. Mm. Like we want uh, to... Uh, yeah, and it's very natural. It's the it's the natural way of the human to be like, oh, we want uh, status, we want family, we want uh, uh, we want to have a good job, a house, uh, uh, money, uh, like achievements, stuff like that. Maybe in in India, it's more it's more focus on the inward, like uh, like being, like being at peace. Uh, uh, this this in this ashram there was this uh, uh, this guru figure who like said like you have to celebrate uh, the the mundane the ordinary that's the only thing you can celebrate because or you will be caught up in becoming special like you will always like being in, on this journey to become something and and then you're not like settled in yourself mm. so celebrating like the ordinary uh, is is uh, yeah, it's that's uh, yeah. Then then you're not seeking everything from the outside. Mm. Yeah, it's easy to fall into that seeking from the outside trap. Oh, for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the time. Yeah, mm. but I feel like as well that it's easier to let my mind wander to things that are happening externally, like whether it's like just even like to say with like scrolling on Instagram, or if I have a moment of time at home, I'm like you know what, I got like thirty minutes before bed. Maybe I'll watch this show. Mm. You know what I mean? And all of that is kind of like, in a way, it's maybe a distraction from focusing on dedicating time to reflection. Yeah. Because it's easier to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much fun. It's More fun. fun and easy and attainable and uh, yeah. gratifying. Uh, because like uh, when like we have a chaotic mind uh, going on, it's really frustrating to meditate. So, mm. so um, yeah, I think I think that um, like the first fifteen minutes of meditation is really can be really like chaotic and and but in the, like from twenty minutes and outward, like the mind can settle and then you can have like a a uh, more uh, gratifying meditational state that you will be like um, enjoying it or seeing or like feeling the benefits of it. Okay, mm. so you kind of got to get warmed up to it in a way. You got to get through the, a, a certain amount of chatter yeah, internally yeah. and then you're like, okay, now it's calm, now it's quiet. Now I'm really kind of getting more benefits out of it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I I I I can I really struggle with meditation. It's like, but I sometimes can get in a state of that I uh, like in a, a space where it feels really strong and and it's 
like this timeless place, mm. empty. You feel like this emptiness, mm. and like the emptiness is is what they describe as the kind of uh, uh, the meditational state or where you should be. Maybe some like Zen monks can just like go there, poof, mm. and you're there in this empty, non-thinking. Uh, meditational place but uh, for uh, for me and for uh, a lot of people it's like uh, yeah it's it comes sometimes yeah yeah mm. you know like lately i've been trying to spend more time with my own thoughts and i'm i'm okay at it and i have like a few things that i do that i a few places that i try to keep sacred just for my own thoughts mm. and one of them is when i'm walking so if I'm walking anywhere, I try not to be listening to headphones too much. I try to just yeah. have my phone in my bag mm. and just be like, okay, now you're just walking and thinking. And I, I think that's kind of like a, a good way of, for me to, almost like moving meditation, you know? Mm. And then another place is when I'm at the gym. Yeah. So I do like strength training in, in the mornings or things like that. And then I, I kind of look around and I've fallen into this trap as well where you might do a, you know, like bench press for like... I don't know, like 60 seconds. And then you spend another five minutes just scrolling on your phone. Yeah. And then I go, you know what? That five minutes could be time that I could just spend. You know what I mean? Like letting my thoughts come to me or being a little mm. bit more present. And it's actually really kind of like, you know, I just now have like an extra bonus, like two hours a day where yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm doing things and I'm moving, but I'm still just letting the thoughts come. Mm. And I, you know, I kind of... I probably could get more, but I get that, and I, I like having that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I also think it's like for me. Uh, yeah, this was only like a, also a thing that I, that I, um, kind of um, saw, saw in myself when I was uh, in this uh, ashram place. Like it were, like all of these uh, habits that I have. Like uh, like w being on the phone as well and stuff like that and uh, and uh, all the the bad habits like I, I have this inner kind of war with them mm -hmm. like I, I'm like oh you're now on the phone for yeah you're 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 not uh, uh, oh, you, your your attention is always going there and and uh, and the easy entertainments and I get this inner kind of fight with it so. It's also something about just allowing it uh, to be and to just like if you if you like uh, have it messy at home and you go like, oh, fuck, what the fuck are you doing? I'm so messy uh, and I'm just like uh, then you have this inner war with with this bad habit mm. and it should just be allowed like to to be that then you won't have this, this inner resistance to it and mm. then it will kind of like then you will be more at peace in your own uh, yeah, kind of inner space. Okay, so the inner space, having having peace at the inner space it might be more important than catching yourself doing something that you're not proud of. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you should have, you should, okay, maybe you shouldn't, you should allow yourself uh, to, uh, if you're still doing it, if you're still doing it, but you hate that you do it, you get uh, double bad, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So you should, if you're doing it, you should allow yourself, and uh, and uh, yeah, then you will at least take away 
the inner uh, resistance against it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, man. I you know, I struggle with so many things. Like I do yeah. things and then I catch myself doing them and I'm like, "Oh, fuck, you shouldn't have done that." Mm. Like, "Oh, no, you're doing that again." Me too. Yeah. Mm. I I wanna, I studied philosophy at university. Yeah. And there was this like thought experiment called a pleasure machine. Mm. And it was, uh, it was basically like uh, if you could plug your brain into a machine that just gave you pleasure all the time, yeah. is that something that you should do if you wanted to live a good life? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were like, no, because even though you're just getting pleasure, that's not really living uh, a, a good, actual flourishing, like productive, good life. Yeah. And I, I think of myself when I'm doing things like, Oh, fuck, I should go to bed, but I'm going to do one more mission when I'm gaming or mm. oh, let me just watch, let me just watch one more episode. Yeah. And then I think of that like thought experiment. I go, you know what? I'm, I am enjoying this, but I don't know whether it's contributing to me doing something that's like leading towards something that I'd be proud of in the long term. Mm. And then I go, ah, oh, fuck, man, you shouldn't yeah, go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's not easy being a person, man. No, it's really hard. Gosh, it's hard. Yeah, and and yeah, all this, all this kind of, uh, um, yeah. There's a lot of things pulling all the time, mm. and uh, and like uh, what you should do and what you don't want to do, and yeah, it creates a lot of like this uh, dissonance inside, inside. Yeah, yeah mm. and I wonder as well because there's so many ideologies as well. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like so many yeah. different like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pressures from society and like religions mm. or like the way your parents think that you should do, like forms this program in your head. Yeah. And, you know, you get pulled in like multiple directions. Mm. But I feel like I'm kind of like lucky that I don't have a lot of gravity from different institutions. Like I'm not like a very religious person that like you have to do this. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, I don't feel like my pa- my mom has a strong like you should be. But even then, without those things, it's still tough. But I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be, like, say, if you had a like a, a religion or a thought process that went against who you were. Like, let's say yeah. you were like, you know, like you were gay and your religion said that was yeah, yeah. Like, that shit must fucking be like mm. torture. Yeah, I grew up in this kind of conservative Christian community thing. And uh, and uh, I don't think maybe like, yeah, the the, the institution of the the conservative christian uh society it's kind of uh poisonous for a, a child yeah like yeah uh, like if you get all, all into the sin and the shame and the and the you should do this and uh then you yeah you get kind of like it's kind of suppressing of uh of feelings and stuff like that so i don't think it's healthy for a, a child to grow up in yeah, uh, in uh, like this I- institutional religious thing. Dude, it's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, I, yeah. I went to a I went to a Catholic school like that yeah, because yeah. in Australia it was like you either went to the state schools mm. and that was like where like the shit teachers went. It was kind of poor and all that sort of stuff, or you paid a little bit of money and you went to the Catholic private schools. Okay. So all the parents that could scrape together enough cash, you know, put their kids through the private schools. Mm. But then with that, we also got this very heavy Catholic indoctrinization. Okay, like yeah, you know, yeah. my teachers and headmistresses were priests and nuns. Yeah, yeah. And like they went really hardcore with the religious shit, putting like these thoughts into mm. little kids' heads. Yeah. But I, I knew it was bullshit, man. You know what I mean? Because they were unhappy and they were mean too. 
Yeah. Like they would beat the fuck out of us. Like okay. They would hit us. Oh, wow. They were talking about God and love. And then I got this bitch fucking sm smacking my hands with a cane. Yeah. And I go, ah, oh, I don't know if this is like legit. No. Like, why the fuck are you doing? Why mm. are you hitting a little kid? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you should just like be a kid. And uh, this is all too serious. It's all, it's <laughs> yeah. all too serious. Yeah. And like being like in the heaven and hell and stuff like that is like, oh, fuck. So I can go to hell. Uh, for eternity. For eternity. You and fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, you Dude, so that you got exposed to all that heaven and hell shit? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was kind of, uh, they probably uh, didn't, yeah, in, in early age. Yeah, you knew about all that stuff, and uh, and uh, yeah, you had to be, be a, a good person, and be a good person also. Like, if you're trying all your life to be, yeah, you 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 will you will kind of uh, skip all the bad emotions, mm. all the kind of yeah, you're not going to hate someone, uh, you're not allowed to, or kind of like that is like yeah, uh, there's no room for that in religion. Mm. So so. But that's a natural feeling from our instincts, and it's if you suppress it, you will become yeah, you will be this half of your emotional uh, specter, and and this will be suppressed. So yeah. Whenever you suppress something, it always comes back twice as strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's like mm. the whole priests not being able to have sex, and they end up doing all this weird shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. if they could just get married, have a normal life. Because mm. when you get an ideology that contradicts human nature, then you have a mismatch within the individual. Yeah, and he's like, "What? I'm evolved to want to have sex. Like, sex feels good because yeah, evolution yeah. planned that. Mm. And now I have this way of living that's like." No, no, no! You can't have sex. Yeah. And then you go, what am I gonna do? And then you have to have sex in private with somebody that's, you know what I mean? That's mm. it gets yeah. fucking squirrely, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have this, you have this kind of uh, truth that we are in evolution, like we're developed in evolution, mm. and our most uh, kind of natural uh, feature is to. Uh, spread our genes and to have sex and enjoy uh, that. And, and then you get this, uh, no, this uh, religion, this uh, human created thing yeah. that is like uh, saying this, uh, the evolution doesn't exist. Yeah. And it, may, it makes like unnatural uh, rules for life. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, like we are made from a god and, uh, and it doesn't like cooperate with the, the human instincts. Nah, yeah. it, 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 is, it, is, it is bizarre, man. The made from a god thing, that I'm going to like take a left turn here. The, the made from a god thing, it, it kind of makes me think like, is there aliens involved somehow? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you think about that like idea that like humans were somehow the product of like aliens mixing their DNA with primates? You mm. think there's something to that? Uh, I haven't thought much about it. <laughs> no, no. But, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because they always have this divine creator. You yeah. know what I mean? And the divine creator always comes from the heavens. It mm. always comes from like up. You're always thinking heaven is up and all that kind yeah. of shit. And I just wonder if there was like some kind of, I don't know, man. Like it seems like, it's, it seems plausible. You yeah. know, especially with all this alien shit and UFOs stuff and all these sightings that have kind of been happening lately. Mm. You, you know, maybe it's like this thing that like people misinterpreted like mm. an extraterrestrial visitation for some kind of yeah. div divine spiritualization. Mm. 
I I uh, I don't uh, I that would be like sp speculation for me. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't use uh, <laughs> energy on the, those yeah, things no. because I don't I don't know mm. or uh, it must be something that can be experienced for me. Yeah. Like also like like this um, like heaven mm. or God or you can't experience that. No. But this kind of um, like unity or like wholeness with with uh, with uh, Buddhism, uh, this this non-dualistic uh, existence, it's more it's you can experience that and you can even like physically uh, prove it. So it's it's attainable and it's like yeah that I can relate to. I understand. Yeah. And when you're saying this like physical unity that you can mm. prove, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, yeah, they like the, uh, that we are, we are more space than we are matter, kind of. Mm. Uh, and so we're in space. Like that's that's the and that like in in like physics you can also prove that you can see that because we are uh, atoms and and it's enormous amount of space between them. Mm. Like if you go like in in the periscope or like you yeah, go really yeah. close. Yeah. So we are like 99% of space. That's so crazy. That's great. So and 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 like humans we only see like I see you as an object. You're an object there. But I don't reckon space. Like my mind will only like see what benefits me. Like I will I will uh, condition you. I will simplify you uh, because that's how I survive kind of like uh, oh this is a tree which i can use for something or this uh and and this is simplifying so i don't see i don't see the room i don't see the space kind of mm. i don't reckon that but it's it's like it's like uh, an analogy is like it's the you have the film screen mm. which is the space and you have uh, a projector that projects a film and we are the film and the space is the screen so uh, the room is what connects kind of mm. L like what gives the opportunity for things to exist the room has to be there and that is the connecting the unity that is the wholeness kind of ah i understand Dude. yeah 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 so so meditation also is like going in recognizing that space yeah inside yourself huh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but that's yeah. some hippie shit man that's hippie <laughs> shit that's hippie <laughs> shit but it's also like it's also yeah there was an article now with quantum physics and like uh them agreeing with like this monoistic um religions which believes in this because uh, we we don't like it's not natural for a human like to it's natural but it's not like beneficial maybe or or to to recognize that but it is a uh, a fact that like for our existence we will need a room or a space to exist and and that is like the kind of uh, unity thing that they speak of in in what i understand i i'm kind of uh, kind of like uh, uh 
uh, just a fresh uh, uh, guy into this. But yeah. yeah, yeah, you're kind of piecing it all together. I'm piecing for but, yourself. But uh, there, you could have you could have some experience of that kind of, uh, and that is yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense to me. Okay, mm. because you're, you've experienced it. It's not just speculation. It's something that you've lived through and felt. Felt, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you also can go through science to to. Um, I got you. To say, I got mm. you. So when it comes to like your belief system and things that mm. you think to be true, yeah, you, uh, uh, you you like that it can also kind of make sense in a objectively scientific way you go oh you know what this is how i feel and science backs it up so yeah that's and and um if it didn't and it was it it felt uh true yeah it's also yeah uh yeah it was it, it would have been kind of true for me but when science also can say it or that's a argument for it for being true Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm. I, I'm the same way. Mm. I, I have a strong sense of intuition that I rely on, mm. and my intuition is something that I trust. And yeah. uh, I, I, I trust that intuition more if there's a logic behind it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I go, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could be like it does make sense, and 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 when science, especially all that fucking subatomic physical like physics and. Mm. Man, when they start talking about that shit, you know, like spooky action at a distance and like how one atom here can change the same atom over there. You, you know, all that stuff. Mm. All that stuff makes me go, yeah, we are somehow like really connected in a way that we don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And I've had like a, you know, a few psychedelic experiences with like mushrooms and ayahuasca and stuff like that. Mm, wow. And I, yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But I have uh really felt that like we are all connected in some strange way that we don't understand mm. and when you take like a psychedelic you often you don't feel like it's me and everything else you feel mm. like wow the tree is connected to the butterfly and the butterfly is connected to the water and i'm connected yeah, yeah, yeah. to the like you really feel like you're a part of the whole mm. picture yeah so yeah man it's fucking yeah yeah i, I also like with um I have uh, done uh, psilocybin, yes, uh, and and that also I experience like takes away the conditioning of things. Mm. Like uh, like we are conditioning like uh, nature a lot and like things around us, like uh, like uh, labeling stuff. Yeah, and it kind of takes away those labels, and things becomes more like just uh, how they are. Yeah. Did mm. I wonder sometimes whether having a bigger vocabulary mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. is something that allows you to see more nuance in the world? Like more yeah. or, or, or like, does it just give you more labels? Like if you had like a smaller vocabulary, let's just say mm. like a cave person or, yeah, yeah. you know, like does that. Yeah. Good. Good question. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because mm. as I'm learning Norwegian and trying to get better, I'm yeah. struggling sometimes to <clears throat> label things. Yeah. But. At the same time, I'm wondering, you know what? I'm just kind of accepting it for how it is. Yeah, like a child, maybe. Yeah. That doesn't have uh, 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 these conditionings and uh, labels and mm. words. Mm. They, prob they s probably see the world more as it is. More connected. More connected. For sure. Yeah, and, and, and when we, yeah, like it's hard to describe something with uh, like, w what do we have? 28... Uh, 
or like uh, the alphabet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like a, it's it's only sounds yeah. that that, but we feel that is sufficient. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, it. Yeah, it doesn't like um, kind of. It's hard to describe mm. something with it. You yeah. can do it, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I don't even know whether it's. I don't like. Sometimes I don't like describing things. Do you know mm. what I mean? I feel like there's a part of my brain that when I'm experiencing something, when I start describing it, I pop out of the experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, I go when I'm just connecting with something for what it is, and it's an emotional connection. I'm mm. always enjoying it more. Yeah. Let's just say if I'm watching a stand-up performance, for example, mm, mm, mm. like if you're telling me a joke and I'm just along for the ride, and I go, "Oh, I fucking love that." I'm enjoying myself so much more. But if I go, oh, there's the setup. Now he's pausing. Uh, okay, now it's the one, two, three. Then I'm like taken out of the experience. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm only taken out of that experience because I'm labeling things with my knowledge of something. Mm. So like the observation and labeling with the knowledge doesn't always make things better. Sometimes no. it's better to just fucking screw off that part of your brain and just yeah. I enjoy the experience. I think also that is what kind of uh, some uh, like d drug experience does. Like it kind yeah. of like uh, uh, takes away a filter. Yeah. Of yeah. Of, of this, um, which yeah. Man, I've heard people say like through meditation they've been able to experience something that's very similar to a psychedelic experience. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever get to a state like that? I kind of like uh, booked a psychedelic breathing session, but the guy he came so late that I it, it uh, I cancelled it. So, but uh, they are existing, and uh, I think it's like you breathe uh, as much intensely as you stimulate the the pineal gland. Mm. Uh, so it releases these kind of, kinds of similar. Uh, chemical uh, bindings, uh, which is in, in yeah, in psychedelics. Okay, so it was a breathing, uh, like class or something, yeah. without the psychedelics, but it's supposed to create the psychedelic effect. Yeah, like yeah, you you are hyper, like it's a little Wim Hofish, I think, like oh, yeah. you are hyperventilating and breathing in a certain way, yeah, and um, and feeling. Yeah, I don't really know the the te theoretical thing, but no, but it's it's something like that. Yeah, shame mm. that asshole was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, got the secret of how you could trip every day. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Yeah, man, I, I've I've hallucinated once mm. where I really started seeing things, and that yeah. was when I was really tired, like I was exhausted. We were doing a stand up paddling safari. And okay. we, we missed our campgrounds and then we had to like paddle for an extra four hours. Paddling stand-up safari in Norway? Yeah, it was in Norway. <laughs> okay. So we started wow. in Gudvangen okay. and we were going all the way around to somewhere. It was like 32 kilometers. Oh, but wow. we, we got in late, so it got, kind of got dark and we missed our campsite. Mm. And then there was no other campsite for like another three or four hours. Okay. I, I misunderstood because I thought now you had like this paddling around and doing stand-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in places in Goodwangen, yeah. in the fjord, like you had this tour yeah. with a stand-up 
like on a paddling thing? No, 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 no. It was this it's board. It's a stand-up yeah. paddling board. Okay. Yeah. Good. But after a certain amount of time, I was so tired. I think yeah. we must have paddled for like 20 kilometers in the rain, in the dark. Mm. And then I started really hallucinating. Like I started okay. having a conversation with somebody that wasn't there. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I started, the goats were talking to me. Mm, mm. I said to my friend, dude, we got to fucking stop now. Otherwise, one <laughs> of us is going to drown. Uh, but it was so real to me. Like the conversation, I was like, I had this like it felt like I had a 20 minute conversation with this guy mm. and then like I looked around because I thought oh fuck where yeah. he's not even there like where yeah. is this cunt <laughs> so you know you can like your mm. brain can I mean obviously with dreaming as well like yeah, you pr yeah. produce all of these like hallucinogenic states that do occur naturally yeah like every day like in every thought there's a kind of a, a hallucination or there's a illusion or there's a thing happening inside you yeah, yeah, like as as a dream is happening as well. It's mm. like you can you I, like in daydreaming you get really lost in thought. You get like oh yeah, and it's it's but you we don't think of it as a hallucination or like uh, the same. But yeah, because it doesn't alter the the perception. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, dude, has any of this experience had an impact on the way that you write or think of your comedy? I, I I I I don't really know, uh, but um, I think maybe if anything, it it kind of uh, freed some like to to um, devote more time to writing, yeah. like to uh, to not uh, get so distracted. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't know. It's it's not that funny. The 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 kind of it. Yeah, it can maybe be some angles of of uh, of comedy in the meditational space thing, but but uh, I haven't found any like ways to see things different. That I think all like comedy also has to be like really uh, you have to resonate. People has have to resonate with what you're saying, and mm. and um, they have to yeah know. Uh, yeah, you can't be too um, yeah, directly connected the comedy to uh, un, uh, like in into meditation. I think it's like yeah, it can be a little bit f uh, spacey, floating stuff like that. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. if like if you're somehow like if you could have if if you've started like receiving ideas through okay. the meditation, like if you're kind of like you know what now I'm just like sitting here and I'm uh, mm. and then oh. Oh yeah, like if you're like more tuned into the idea. Yeah, realm. yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah, I understand, and yeah, I think like, um, I, I, I think like creativity. Uh, it's 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 not that much doing kind of. If you sit down now, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to uh, do an action to to do it. Then it would be hard, but it's kind of like if you can let things kind of flow, in and that is kind of meditation as well. Mm. So it's 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 watching your mind mm. and and letting things go, come and go, and so I think also like creativity is in that kind of space. Like it comes more than it you can provoke it. Mm. It it must just like. Uh, uh, come naturally 
So I think you can, I, I haven't like really um, um, felt that, but I think, I think there's something there that, that um, yeah, if, if you can let things happen more, then you, you just like not just intentionally uh, making it. Yeah, that's kind of what I experienced. Like yeah. if I have to sit down and go, okay, now write jokes for an hour mm. from scratch. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But if I'm like just walking and I think of something, I just go, huh, yeah, yeah. isn't that kind of funny? Mm. Man, you know, lately I've been kind of wondering, like I don't even know why some things are funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't even know why some things are funny, mm. but they just are. And yeah. if I try to apply some kind of logic or reasoning to it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. And like, I, I done some jokes recently, which on paper don't work at all. But then when you say them, for some reason, it's like a spell has been cast over the audience mm. that like pulls laughter out of their souls. Mm. And I'm like, I don't, that's not supposed to, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then I just, I kind of start thinking like the more I try to intellectualize the process of what is funny and mm. what is a joke, the, the, the less funny something I try to write is, Yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's funny is such a mystery sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it's really, um, it's then, and then. Uh, you will get very uh, different jokes because mm. you don't have this recipe mm. of uh, making them if they just uh, come to you in some way. And yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's also, I think a lot of things can be uh, really funny if you really insist on them, mm. kind of. If you insist that this is something, um, then, yeah, then then a lot of things can be kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe it or if you structure it in a way and kind of... If you push. like really push it and mean it and like uh, uh, s say it and insist that this is uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Then it can be... Uh, yeah, then it's... Um, yeah. I, th I think that's a good exercise, man. Because like I, I, I get so much respect from people that... I can't remember who it was, man. Somebody told me about somebody that did a like a ten minute story about making a puzzle, mm. and they said they like they just killed it for ten minutes. A story about puzzling, yeah. yeah. And I go puzzling. Huh, that's such a everyday occurrence. You know, <laughs> making a puzzle. Yeah. You know, can you like make something like just really? Oh, and then somebody told me about Kevin Kildall. Kevin Kildall was not supposed to be performing, and then he just ran into somebody, and they said, "Hey, do you want to just?" drop in into a spot mm. and then he did 10 minutes of what it was like to catch the bus oh, that, yeah. that he just took okay. oh, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. mm. and I was like yeah you just I mean like okay you're catching the bus that's so ordinary and yeah. regular yeah he's a, 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 a genius a storyteller yeah like, uh, so impressive like he does stories and yeah. uh, and uh, can make like uh, yeah things really yeah yeah that's also like like uh, being kind of yeah finding all like there's humor in all these small things mm. like in on the path mm. we don't see it. i i don't see it but you, but there's like comedy everywhere probably mm. and yeah sometimes you see it sometimes i see it and 
and but I think he's really good at that, like seeing, like and uh, and yeah, also like insisting that this is this is something I yeah. need to tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is funny how different people see comedy in different things. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like you and me might experience the same thing, mm. and you'd be like, oh. That's, yeah, that's fucking funny. Mm. I see that. Oh, you get an idea for something that I might miss. Yeah, yeah. I uh, heard this like improvisational uh, uh, guy from the states or something. Yeah. Uh, say, or this was someone else told me that he said <laughs> that my uh, my um, what's it called? Like my. Um, kind of um, what I have to do as uh, like an uh, improvisational uh, actor, yeah. I have to be inspired by everything. Like by everything. Uh-huh. Like, uh, like uh, this uh, piece of dust needs to inspire me. So that was the kind of... And, and I guess that also is... is uh, something that stand-up comedians can do as well as like kind of can I find a joke in this lighter or uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah 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 or be inspired in some way by it mm. damn and yeah I, I would love to be able to be uh but yeah man I don't know that's that's kind of why I think I that's why I think sometimes it's different skills like just letting the comedy come to you like when you're just walking you think of something or then being like i'm going to force humor out of the lighter here Mm, like that's a i feel i feel like the second one is like a muscle Mm. that if you practice and get good at then you could like okay i'm gonna write a joke about fucking water bottles yeah 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 i think like uh do you have have you done comedy fight club in bergen no it's like a, a comedy show where you do your best material or like you or you do like 15 good mi- no five good minutes before the break. Yeah, sorry man, just move that up. Or, yeah. Yeah. You, you can move it up to you if you want if you want to sit up like that. It's just good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Sorry. Okay. Comedy yeah. fight club. Yeah, you do like 5 minutes before the break. Yeah. And then uh after you you get like um yeah, the the audience applaud on who was the best. Mm. And everyone draws the two like um, uh, yeah two kind of like quotes from the uh, or or themes from the the audience that has written them, oh, and the shit. one who who did the best before the break gets the longest time. But you only have like twenty minutes to write on these kind of uh, topics yeah. topics, and then you are really forced to uh, to make something. And and like uh, and you and people really surprise themselves. I think by 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 the pressure. Yeah. That you got to really uh, because like every day you you don't pressure yourself uh, at all and yeah. you don't have a deadline. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Have you done it? I've done it. Yeah. Some uh, yeah maybe uh, four four times. How did yeah. it go? I it. Yeah, uh, sometimes yeah, I won it once. Fuck and yeah, I, I did uh, yeah, but I found it like okay, if it's a good way to be like improvising on stage, like yeah. if you can do that, if you can just like uh, riff on the thing, yeah, then you will be better than you trying to remember what you thought and what you like uh, did in a break. But 
but I also like uh, ended up last. So it uh, <laughs> it's like uh, um, yeah, but it's a really good exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think they've done it in Oslo, but they. I think it's like a Bergen copyright <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, but every this kind of yeah, it's it's. I think everybody knows as a comedian as if you get a deadline if as 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 i said i was putting on the show like a solo show mm. then you would start uh, writing a lot more yeah like naturally with the uh, with a deadline yeah the, the amount of time it takes to do anything is the yeah. deadline it's the survival mode of the the instinctual thing i have to uh, uh to survive yeah so uh, so i will uh, try to make this good gotta make it work yeah yeah yeah, yeah don't fuck it up yeah. are you happy with your solo show yeah good i am yeah yeah it was uh, a good experience yeah yeah mm. and a fun thing and um and also yeah it's i think it's a, a, a um a kind of growing thing for for a comedian to do that like to have like uh yeah to have done it and do it and to aim for doing it uh aim for the next one you will get into a cycle of renewing yourself yeah yeah because you when you're done when you're you have done the solo show then you have to make another one exactly how long have you been doing comedy for 10 years 10 years and yeah. was that your first solo show yeah yeah okay mm. nice and yeah. and so how often do you think a solo show is likely then like every two years every i think for dog yes it's like uh every one and a half year but yeah. he's uh, exceptional yeah so for other people i think like uh uh or he he probably does the solo show the tour and then he starts writing for one year and then he makes yeah so he writes or I don't know but exactly, but but he will intensely write for one year and then make the next one. So, mm. so, uh, but for other people, yeah, I don't know, like uh, every second or every third, every third year. But the fringe uh, circuit goes like, they make probably like every year, I guess 30, 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Show. yeah. In, in mm. Edinburgh. In Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah, I mm. got it. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Every year, thirty to forty minutes. But Dog will do a show like more or less every year and a yeah, half. Yeah, but he or will something. do like one and a half hour in in this kind of uh, uh, time. So he writes like like he's exceptional in writing a lot of good comedy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he dedicates a lot of time to writing. Like he's a very like he's like I'm always trying to create new content, new material. Yeah, yeah, he's like really productive. Productive. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and makes quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, in So so yeah, you have to I, I don't know if he's the kind of but uh yeah, I think 3 years maybe for 1 hour 10 minutes like yeah. a solo show. I don't know. Yeah, but okay. I think that's that's more like a, a something if you write everything yourself. And yeah. uh, and you want to make it really good. Yeah. I think it's like uh, something you could do. When did you make your solo show? Because it was kind of it was the pandemic was there and like yeah, it was a blend of old stuff and new stuff. Yeah. So it was like uh, a mix of a theme of death. Yeah. So so the old stuff I had on that theme mm. uh, 
Do you say theme or do you say topic? I think they're both relevant. They're okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. So I took what I had on that and I, I start writing more. So it was a mix. So, so um, yeah, the oldest joke is really old and, and uh, the newest is really new. So, mm. so, but I started maybe one year ahead. Like I said, okay, I want to have a solo, solo show. Mm. So I started one year and then like it kind of, yeah, was in that uh, uh, making of that in in that process one year. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but was the idea because the show was kind of like focusing around like the theme of or topic of of death. Yeah. Was the idea of death something that you were kind of exploring in you know like for a while, and you had a few death jokes, and then it like that. Yeah. And then it just kind of goes. You know what? I can build this theme out, and I think it's something that's you want to explore. Yeah, yeah, I think also, yeah, there, I had that. And I, in all this, like, I've been, like, in this meditational thing for, like, uh, 15 years or something. There's also, like, this focus on this, like, like death as, as you you need to become kind of more uh, um, accepting it more or something. Like, ah. so so it, it, it was this, it's also in, yeah, and it's also very taboo. Mm. to like in our culture to talk about it yeah and then and and everything that is really taboo there's there's uh there's a, a good room for comedy there yeah and um yeah so i thought that was kind of the yeah what i f i wanted to do a little bit mm. with the show as well yeah yeah you're right death is such a taboo subject you know yeah. like i was talking to my, my son the other day he's five mm. and he was saying like dad i hope you never die yeah, yeah. and i was like i thought of that i thought of like you know what i don't want to lie to this motherfucker mm. like i gotta <laughs> i gotta tell him i gotta say listen yeah. everybody dies yeah i'm gonna die you're gonna die your mom everyone's gonna die mm. uh, get, get, try to say it in a nice way yeah. and then he was like pretty upset about that and i said I, you know, I thought that it's better to him, for him. And I, I, what did I say? I said something like, "It's everybody's going to die, mm. but we're alive now. Mm. And the most important thing is for us to be appre appreciative that we're alive now and make yeah. the most out of the time that we have. Mm. And I thought that was like a nice way to kind of, you know, tell him about the reality of death, yeah. but also make him appreciate the time that we have when we're alive. Yeah. So it's like, you're right, man. Like, yeah. there's a lot of weird shit around death. Yeah, I think yeah, and and uh, mm, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of weird things, of weird <laughs> shit, and like uh, yeah, and uh, not wanting to relate to it. Yeah, like pushing it away and uh, and hiding it and, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. I I uh, yeah. There was this funeral. What's it called? Like Undertaker. Yeah. Business. Yeah. That reached out uh, in this process that I had a meeting with and a little yeah, co cooperated a little bit with. Yeah. And they was also saying this like this. Uh, this so uh, we are we are like uh, concealing death. We don't want to relate to it. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, and kind of uh, there are like uh, undertakers in in Norway, which you could have a, like an open casket. You could. You, you could have a party in like a tomb mm. and uh, and you could uh, like more uh, 
like see it as a natural way uh, than than yeah trying to uh, like avoid it and so some stuff in Bærum there's the tomb you can rent and you could uh, have a, a party in the, the basement playing like metal music and and whatever you want really yeah, yeah, yeah. a tomb a tomb and kind of this underground uh thing mm. wow yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and what are they is it like a place where they have fucking funerals or something they have yeah you would have like a casket there or like uh yeah and uh, and uh, uh you can do um, yeah you can have a, a kind of a gathering there <laughs> so why did you do a solo show there are you gonna oh yeah oh yeah right yeah you're that st- would be better is it yeah st- i mean you're still doing the show i yeah. saw you doing it in stavanger yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. stood at the tomb bro <laughs> isn't that awesome isn't in that the f- in the funeral yeah yeah wouldn't that be dope yeah if you that, isn't that like the perfect venue for your show absolutely yeah holy fuck so yeah, that would be. Uh, I should reach out to Do them. Do it <laughs> at a two. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Holy mm. shit, mm, mm. man. Do you do you like? Ha- do you think you're gonna like? Uh, let's say you died. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna have comedians at your funeral? Like, you're gonna have like a celebration of your life through comedy, or is that a little bit too whack? Uh. Like comedians doing comedy in my funeral? Yeah. Like, yeah. like a. Like I hope so. Right? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like in, in every way I die, I hope it's uh, like uh, a celebration at the end. Yeah. Like uh, I hope it's uh, like people go out. I don't want, uh, yeah, uh, like go out drinking and, uh, and uh, yeah, please roast me. Right? <laughs> in the. Dude, yeah, yeah. And you're friends with some of the best comedians. Imagine that lineup. Yeah, yeah, it would be, it would be a good one. It yeah, would be yeah. an awesome one. <laughs> yeah. Your funeral mm. at the after party. Yeah, fucking roasting. Yeah, that's comedy. That, that's a better way to go. I mm. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all. Yeah, if they can piss down in the grave while <laughs> while. <laughs> 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 no. For everyone can piss down <laughs> as the casket's yeah, getting the, lowered yeah. down. Just standing there pissing on the car. That would be great. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm going to drink so much <laughs> yeah. beer and then just be at the side of the grave, just fucking pissing. <laughs> I'm going to piss on your dead body, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, I, th- that's uh, like the celebration thing. I think it's a better way to uh, go out than a, a kind of, oh shit, um, it's sad to die because that's going to happen. I haven't been to any funerals in Norway, I don't think, but I have been to funerals in Australia. Mm. And usually what kind of happens is there's like a, there's like the church ceremony, you know, where everybody's like sad and shit and yep. fucking like, you know, he was awesome and sorry and all mm. that kind of stuff. People are crying. And then afterwards, it's the celebration of life party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, you have that. You have yeah, that. Yeah, we oh, have it, yeah. man. We have mm. it. And then that's a, listen, my dad died when I was 17. Okay. Okay. And he was mm. Maori. So the Maori culture is like still pretty in touch with how things used to be yeah. th- throughout like the last thousand years. Mm. And what happens is you bring the body home. So the body comes to the house mm. in a coffin oh, wow. and you all sleep around the body. Okay. Yes. For mm. three days. <laughs> Dude. And my dad had 13 brothers and sisters. Oh, shit. And they all had kids. And my house was 
filled with people for three days. There was fucking cunts everywhere, bro. Oh, people yeah. sleeping. It was packed. We must have had like fucking 40, 50 people sleeping there. Like in an open casket? He, open he's, casket. He's laying there? Yeah. Lying. Yeah, okay. Lying wow. there with an open casket. Yeah. So before mm. you even have the funeral, you have this mourning process mm. that lasts for three days yeah. where everybody's together as a family. Mm -hmm. So you're hearing all of these stories from when he grew up, you know, like everybody's talking about like, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Mm. And you kind of like, start accepting it yeah. and it, it, it becomes like this process where people are supporting you and you get yeah. to see him and you get to spend mm. time with him and how was that for you like you were young and uh, you lost your father and <sighs> it was heartbreaking yeah it was traumatic man mm. it was like the worst thing that's ever yeah. happened to mm. me yeah uh, it was terrible mm. but it wasn't something that we kind of like hid it wasn't like the bodies at the morgue and you don't see it again mm. it was like he was in our uh like Stua in the living room, yeah. just just there, yeah. you know, mm. and uh, like I had a lot of uh, family around, and they were like really supportive, and you know, you just get to pro. There's a lot of crying, and yeah. Obviously, you know, like you're really fucking. Yeah, you get things out. You get it out. Yeah, yeah. you get it out. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at. Mm. Is that for three days you really get it out? Yeah, yeah. everybody is crying. Catharsis. Exactly yeah. the catharsis, mm. the understanding and the acceptance that this is happening, yeah. and you're never going to see this person again, and this person is gone. Mm. And the 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 grieving process takes a long time. But it is something that you're dealing with with people that you're talking to them about how you feel. You're kind of like getting counseling and support and love. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the funeral. Mm. All right. And then like, you know, you're giving the speeches and you lower him into the ground at the at the at the graveyard. And then you celebrate the life. Yeah. And then when you celebrate the life, that's the life party. Mm, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. You know, that's all the friends, all the family, all the music, all the beers, the wine, everybody having a good time. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good way to do it. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that sounds like a healthy and good way. And if you yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, that, uh, like a, a great way to a, do it. A great way to do it. Yeah. And if you. A little bit like, uh, yeah, uh, and also, yeah, like you're getting everyone together in uh, sleeping with uh, it, it. It needs some cultural adaption in Norway. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, a good way because it's of course it's sad yeah. and everything needs to be like cleansed and uh, and and kind of like uh, yeah not so, uh, like yeah you need to get it out as you say mm. Mm. and uh, and with with the party afterwards yeah that's a perfect combination perfect that's, combination that's how i want to go dude <laughs> yeah but with comedians <laughs> sleeping in my mother and uh, no no yeah they would yeah if i live a long life I will have my own living room. Or yeah, dude. It was in... Like, where is Plus? it? Yeah, you can rent like this... Uh, you can rent this uh, house and... Yeah, do it Airbnb there. it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have uh, this <laughs> gathering here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... Um, yeah, it should, should, should that's how it should be done. I think, so. I think so, man. I keep thinking of like if I died, who my lineup would be, you know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot about the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the lineup in your of comedians. Yeah. They have to they have to be alive as well then. They yep. will be really old uh, if we live a long life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. But then it would be like, you know, you have to be people that like you 
they almost that you have like a really strong you have to really like their comedy yeah but i feel like they have to know you mm. you know people that you maybe started with or people that you like been through a few adventures with yeah you know people that can go like okay nobody's heard this story i mm. remember when <laughs> You know, I think it'd be nice, man. Yeah, yeah. A nice celebration of your life through the art that you love from comedians that are your closest friends. I think like uh, like with some friends, you got this these really good stories. Mm. And, and also that is like a really uh, fun and great part of life. Having put yourself in the way of making good stories, yes, and then you get to tell them uh, to each other uh, later, and and uh, also in your fu funeral. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The stories are the best, bro. Yeah, the shit that you go through with some people is crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you mm. just have this experience that you share together. Mm. You just go, <laughs> I remember, motherfucker. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, mm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's the funeral uh, part. That's the funeral part of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought of the next special yet? Or you, what are you, you kind of you, you I, one I, eye to the future with that shit? Yeah, I, I would just have to see what comes. Yeah. And um, I thought about writing something about like uh, like the the alternative, uh, all this um, new age stuff maybe, but. Uh, yeah, it, but it's it's not that funny. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty funny industry, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of wacky shit. Yeah, man. there's a wacky shit. People have some weird beliefs. And there's a lot of gurus, different gurus, who's been like kind of crazy. It, yeah, it's fun to uh, talk about them mm. as well. Yeah, I worked with a few of those gurus. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Worked with them? Uh huh. Ah, in India? Nope. Oh, mm. maybe maybe guru is the wrong term, but at least like uh, spiritual, spiritual leader. leaders. Like yeah. I worked with the uh, Princess Mata Luisa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. I worked with her, and then I worked with this guy from Israel called Yuri Geller. You know, oh yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Yuri Geller, bending, uh, uh, bending spoons, bending spoons, uh, yeah, and yeah. like fixing wristwatches that were broken and shit like that. Okay. Oh, you worked with him as a kind of uh, like uh, with the documentation and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Like when I started getting into videos, I, I ended up like I started this company with these other guys called Hippie Studios. Yeah. And the dude that was like kind of responsible for it, he he was big into all this like alternative, you know, Yun Scow. Yeah, it was one of okay. Yun Scow's companies as well. Oh, he's he got got companies now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> wow, okay. He did. Did you? But you know what happened to him? Yeah, yeah. When he died mm. and started talking to God and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Then he wrote like a couple of books that this company published. Mm. And then they're like, oh, let's get into videos. And then I just started getting into videos. And then okay. all of a sudden, I'm owning like 15% of this company with like... Yunsk with Yunsko? Yeah. Okay. With Yunsko wow. and these other characters. And <laughs> and that's when like, that was the peak of the Yunsko spirituality. I've died twice and talked to God phase. Mm. If you remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So then uh, we did a lot of stuff with Yuan Scow, and then through that, Princess Marta Luisa, Yuri Geller, we went to this like alternative mesa yeah, yeah, yeah. in Lillestrøm, okay, yeah, and like started filming like all the you know stuff there and talking. Oh, to you've seen there. so many things. Wow, oh. so mm. many things. Yeah. <laughs> so many. So there is like an infinite wealth of material yeah. in, in that oh, landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you should do that show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. 
But uh, what is the kind of pitch of Junsko? Like uh, he's um, he's kind of uh, what is he um, pitching as his uh, way of uh, what is his teachings? Uh, it's well, he said, uh, "Man, it's a it's a really long time since I've had to think about Junsko." Mm. But I know that like he had one or two books where he he wrote them like as he was in a dialogue with God. Okay. So that was his thing. Mm. And I think it was I think it was just stuff like uh I don't know, man, like fucking togetherness and live your life and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But uh it's, I don't you know, it was it was really weird because it was like uh he was a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Like, one uh, of the like, uh, biggest in Norway. One of the biggest in Norway. Yeah. And then he kind of used those skills to start kind of like preaching in a way. Yeah. And he crossed over into the less comedy, more God is talking through me. Oh, wow. Kind of. Channeling? Angle. Channeling, bro. <laughs> exactly. But he, uh, he's like, he was a great guy and his message yeah, yeah. Was, was really good. And, like, mm. you know, he talked about like he was an alcoholic and, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, he crossed over to the dark side, clinically died twice, and then since then had been in a dialogue with God. Mm. So when somebody says that they talk to God because they died twice yep. and they have a message, mm. all these spiritual people or people that believe in like divine wisdom, they go, what's the message? Yeah. What do you have to teach us? Mm. So he kind of, he had a pretty big audience from before and then it, it kind of just crossed over into this like alternative fan base. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And uh, probably like, like I he 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 believes that yeah he he talks with God yeah he, he fucking believes yeah. it man yeah, yeah, yeah. he believes that uh, he, shit. he doesn't he doesn't uh, uh, it's not a con <sighs> thing but I don't think but it he, was a con yeah. brother I think he, he really he, believed it yeah, yeah. I mm. didn't believe it yeah yeah, yeah. but he believed it mm. and he really believed it yeah, yeah. I was always like Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're talking to God, bro. This is business. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. We have a company together. Yeah. I earn fifteen percent of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I was always so skeptical towards stuff like that. Yeah, there's yeah. a part of me that always just thought, like, you know, part of me just goes, yep, yeah. delusional. That's yeah, a part of me that says when delusional. it comes to like uh, all these things happening and all this kind of, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more interesting in, in the, the simple mm. ways than the really colorful uh, and uh, I- imaginative uh, things in uh, with, an- uh, with, all, with all the angel stuff and those. I, I, I don't, I don't really uh, go into that. More the kind of, yeah, yeah the simple th- uh, descriptions of of uh, the yeah of the spirituality yeah field it gets real weird man when mm. people are making money out of it yeah that's the thing yeah when you're turning it into a business mm. or you're like getting products out there yeah, yeah. that's when i start going okay mm. i don't know i don't know how much now is legit and how much you're you know it's like if you're telling a story for a crowd that's yeah. based on reality if you're doing a bit you might enhance it here and there yep. to get some better reactions, or you'll tweak that story with something mm. that didn't exactly happen. Yeah, I just start thinking like maybe people do that too once there's cash involved. You know, they show yeah, it to yeah. a publishing and they they like we really love this book, but mm. wouldn't it be cool if you if God said this and you go yeah maybe we would sell more yeah, books if yeah, God yeah, told yeah. me that. What did God say today? You have to deliver something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And 
but like as as all this like um uh, meditational uh guru stuff it's kind of like the aim is to transcend in some way the mind mm. okay so you're existing you're in this kind of like spatial thing like you're in, in at peace with yourself and you're not like identified with the mind mm. that is kind of the, the goal as they say like uh, and when you meditate you're watching the mind and you are you are like uh you you are kind of like n- n- not identifying with it it's it's like this this goal so you are not what what you're thinking or and then if you are kind of like you got there you are like like totally detached from what you're thinking and you're like just like this being uh you you get enlightened mm. like so you have like the buddha buddha uh was enlightened and you have different people who is enlightened and at uh, the this like uh, uh alternative messa there will be like probably something uh, someone there who says they're enlightened but and 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 in india there will be these gurus that say they are enlightened and that they are just living in this kind of blissful state mm. so uh um yeah there was this guy who was who was in uh he was he was traveling from ibiza to uh, the himalayas and he was like living this he was this like living in the himalayas this really uh, just meditating and and uh, all day like a monk and then he would go to ibiza and then he would uh like party have sex like take a lot of drugs party for half a year then we would spend half a year in the mountains of the himalayas and he would do that like on and off mm. and then he kind of said he got enlightened like this like living in like this peaceful way mm. and he stopped like uh, departing but yeah he went uh, back to uh, to europe and he was then he was totally fearless because he would buy uh, become like uh, yeah he wasn't scared of dying and stuff like that mm. and uh, and uh, he also like uh, became this r- race car driver uh, so uh, a, a friend of mine who who were yeah following him in some ways were like uh, uh, sitting next to him in the race car and it was like really terrifying because he has <laughs> he had no fear so uh, so so as they as they say Okay, as I un- understand it, those people, they get also, they don't, they they are not connected to like our values in some ways. So if if they will like uh, make decisions or like uh, earn money and stuff, they they might not be as connected to it as we are, kind of. Mm. Like they have a different um yeah as i uh, as they say it they would have like a different relationship to like earthly goods so so they might not be like oh i really need this money but they will earn it does it make sense yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of kind yeah of. like like i uh like i know I'm I, I know some spiritual teachers and and they they earn some money with with their yeah yeah like with like giving out books and stuff like that and they won't like be 
living this uh, large life, but and they would g do some good stuff with the money, but they also keep the money be because they don't believe they believe they go into like this eternal life in some case and 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 like yeah the money they yeah they won't have the relationship that you and me would mm -hmm. have to the money oh yeah i need more money because ah uh, then i will buy stuff and do some stuff with it yeah yeah so it, maybe it's just like a uh uh um a way to say yeah greed is okay but uh, yeah Mm. Yeah, it gets real weird though yeah. once you get all these spiritual leaders and gurus that start earning a lot of money yeah. and start taking private jets and yeah. you know you see that with yeah, like, you know like mm. it's, I, I'm not sure how it is with like Indian spiritual leaders but you know like the I, like say for example like the Bikram yoga guy yeah you know like he started kind of like thinking he was like this guru and then started like having a lot of like unwanted sex with yeah. the people that he was teaching mm. and you see it a lot with like these spiritual leaders in America because yeah. you need a job you work for Jesus send yeah, your yeah. money to me and they start putting out ads on mm. TV and then they're preying on people yeah, yeah. people that are naive and vulnerable and then mm. you know like that kind of I'm, I'm that's a probably a very different thing though but it yeah. it can lead to that mm. it, it does lead to that in certain circumstances yeah, yeah, yeah where this spiritual enlightenment becomes this almost like a vehicle to supercharge somebody's ego and take them off the path of spirituality yeah. and put them onto this like let's just fucking accumulate power yeah 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 and uh, yeah then you're yeah it's i uh, all of this uh, spiritual things it's it's about like uh, not identifying with your ego kind of so if you have like this ego like i i want to have power i want to have money then you're 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 not there yeah and uh, and uh, yeah then you lost it all kind of the whole meaning of it yeah. so so yeah it's and uh, yeah you have to be a kind of uh, in this place where you where you don't like uh, crave all of those uh, it's a trap yeah yeah it's a trap so what's your ego like as a comedian do you keep that in check or oh yeah it can be big uh, yeah yeah it's also like it's also like uh, what i i before when it yeah the ego is it's also involved in like when it doesn't go good mm. and then you become this like wounded uh, comedian and that's mm. also like uh so so i've tried yeah i was in bergen now i did two shows I, I, and and they didn't go well <laughs> so so and before i would kind of like go like excuse myself and say ah yeah i haven't done stand-up in a while i haven't but yeah i try now now i try this to say uh, to not excuse just to say yeah that was was how it should be <laughs> mm. just how it should be uh yeah because like not owning it it's like uh i think like my ego really works uh hard to like excuse myself and to to not like uh accepting that it uh, that i wasn't uh performing mm. stuff like that but yeah yeah i i i think in our business there's a lot of ego mm. and just like accepting that as well like uh, they, they, it's quite natural yeah yeah and then it won't become that uh like um 
yeah, bad, bad uh, for you. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm like, I know that sometimes my performances are worse or better. Yeah. And when they are worse, fuck, it destroys me, man. Mm. Like the wounded comedian, like you said, like I cannot shake that feeling. Like sometimes that stays with me until the next, I have to try to get on stage. I have to win that loss back. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to like, and I, I even say like, oh, you know, whether it goes good or whether it goes bad, I'm, I'm trying to like divorce my feelings from that experience. Mm. But when it goes bad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even need to go that bad. Sometimes other people go, no, that was a good show. Mm. And then, but inside, I know. I yeah, go, nah, yeah. fuck, man. I, I stood, the last time it went bad, mm. I couldn't stay at the venue anymore. And yeah. I was around with all of my friends and everybody else was supportive. And I just had to go home and be by myself and get into bed. Yeah. I was so wounded. <laughs> it like it, it crushed me, man. Yeah. I, I, my, like, the friends that were there were performing, they wrote to me. I couldn't answer them mm. for like days, man. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't talk to them. Mm. So like, I don't know like whether that is still like an ego thing as well, or whether that is like just me being honest with myself but it's something that I think is not very helpful to feel so wounded after something as really uh, something as unimportant as a 10 minute comedy set. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? In the grand mm. scheme of things, not a big fucking deal. Yeah. But uh, hurts, man. Yeah. I don't know what is the good thing if you're like kind of um, like uh, apathic to it or like, uh, um, yeah, maybe it's, 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 just like yeah and it's really natural mm. like it, like ego is like a, it's a natural thing so it's just like um yeah for me i i've been like fighting it uh like the ego my my like oh no you can't be down now or oh i have to get out of this miserable feeling and and then, then it's as we talked about it becomes like this inner fight yeah. so i think yeah it's okay to be down as well and yeah 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 and uh, yeah but, you, like, but you're such a good comedian. You know what I mean? Like you're such a good you're such a good performer <laughs> that I when I when I like when I saw you for the first time, it was when we were at Salt and you were uh, performing in English and I saw the room taste man. Oh yeah. And I saw that in English and I go, that is such a good bit. And <laughs> I remembered that bit. And then like a year later or something, I saw you do it at Nier. Yeah. And I go, Wow, fucking this is the full evolution of that bit in the solo show. Oh, and yeah, the way yeah. that you did it at Salt and the way you did it a year later in your solo show was like, it was just m a lot more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You did like, uh, you know, the stuff where you go. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and I was like, oh shit, that's how it's supposed to be. Okay, yeah. That's, that's how it... Yeah, and that was also with the help from Emil Bansen. Okay. He, he uh, like pushed me to, to, uh, to write that more out because I didn't see that, but uh, he, he like... Uh, yeah, worked with me on that bit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it was, yeah. It's such a crazy bit. Mm, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, just like, a s it's also in comedy, I think uh, a good thing is to make a very small thing a really big thing. Mm. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, I like to see that in other comedians, like they do like a really small thing into a gigantic uh or catastrophic or like a big uh, happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when I when I see like something like that, and I go, "Wow, that is fucking like," I, that must be. I don't know, man. Honestly, one of my favorite bits in comedy that I've seen in the oh. last like couple of years. It really stayed. It really stayed with me. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what I mean? It, oh. I think everybody that's seen it or seen your show, they know that bit, mm-hmm. right? And I I just go like, if you make a bit like that, that is so. I don't know, like epic. Mm. How many times do you have to go through that process where things didn't work out so that you can get to that end result? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's an old bit. So it's, yeah. it's like that has been... Um, also, I, I, I didn't do it for uh, like a, a long time. And mm. then it like came back um, as... And then it got new energy. Like or I got more energy into it, mm. and uh, like I uh, believed uh, that it was a good bit. So, so then it uh, kind of, um, yeah. Then I could, and it's also um, in the solo show. It's it became twice as long. <laughs> so yeah. so it's, uh, yeah. And uh, Tori also made a, a music uh, thing in it. So yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah. Is that like a, an original beat? Yeah, uh, he made it from the song that was like in the in the Room Taste Man bit. Yeah, uh, there's I sing a song or something, and he made a song <laughs> out of that. Yeah, in this kind of eighties uh, uh, d- disco uh, Baywatch uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a banger. It's a banger. It's a banger. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, but what were we talking about? About. Co- Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I lost. Yeah, lost the trace. But that happens. Yeah, how are you now? In in uh, in co- in I, I I haven't seen you in a while. How how are you feeling? The the comedy. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. told me you're not drinking while doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You became too much of a trap. Yeah, yeah. I was performing maybe three, four nights a week. Mm. And I fell into the trap of thinking that I have to be on the same level as the audience. Yeah, yeah. And I was having a lot of fun and I was drinking and mm. hanging out after the shows. And you know what I mean? I was like, the next day was kind of rough waking up and, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, this isn't, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm doing well. So yeah. now I stopped drinking whilst I'm performing, mm. and uh, I think it's, uh, it's 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 served me very well yeah, because my cool. baseline is always the same. Yeah, I'm not like one beer in, two beers in, mm. three beer. It's always like now you're sober. Now it's I can measure how to edit things and change things. Yeah, and you you will make that your kind of like uh, um, comfort space in a while because when I go on stage, like the beer for me, it's like a uh, a kind of like comfort um, zone to mm. go into. I will loosen up in some ways, but if you do it enough sober, that will probably become like the sober, no, like the comfort uh, zone mm. as well. You will get used to it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like it though, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, so, but I'm actually kind of just going through this phase now where I have a very, I, I don't want to have any expectations for how the evening's going to be. Like before I go on stage, I'm always pretty nervous, and I I think it's it might yeah, go, yeah. it might go well, it might end badly, I don't know. That's and yeah, yeah. I think like having that mentality is really healthy for me mm. because if I say like oh I'm gonna fucking kill, I'm gonna murder, mm. and it doesn't go well, 
first of all, I think that's a bad attitude. And yep. s- secondly, like it's going to hurt twice as much. Mm. So when I'm backstage, people go, you feeling ready? You feeling good? I go, honestly, man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And mm. I, I channel that n- nervous energy to show the audience that I'm kind of vulnerable yep. and m- more honest. Mm. And that seems to yeah, yeah. have a good, uh, like it seems to have a good effect on the people that are witnessing my comedy. Yeah. And lately I've been doing a lot of comedy in Norwegian mm. and I'm not very confident speaking Norwegian. Mm. I am like pretty like hard angst. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like if I go, yeah, I'm super confident and then yeah, I yeah. speak in Norwegian, it mm. doesn't, doesn't translate as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I think like the, the audience see uh, a lot more than, we think they see so uh, so and yeah you will experience that as well in the in the in how they respond yeah so yeah i also like try to sometimes or i i i don't know that much what i'm gonna get on stage sometimes oh wow i'm surprised yeah i'm in a really good place now and sometimes oh shit i'm i'm not there but before i really like uh, tried to get in this kind of state like uh, I work to get in this kind of like uh, good state to go on stage, mm. and and it's also like uh, really striving then. So so I think now it's more like okay, this is how I am today. Yeah, and that is a better way to go on stage than just like yeah, re- working a lot to. I think uh, maybe to loosen up like uh, a, a little bit of dancing for me, mm. it's good. Like but. Because then I will naturally loosen up, but to really like, oh yeah, I have to be in this kind of way to uh, to perform. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, man. I'm just honestly like just really exploring, uh, yeah, the vulnerability and honesty, and I'm just trying yeah, to, well. I'm just trying to really be really present when I'm on stage. Oh. And I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. Like if I'm not feeling psyched, I'm not feeling psyched. If mm. I am feeling really psyched, then that's how I'm feeling. And I feel like just tuning into the moment with how I am, that seems to be the only thing that can be consistent over time. Because if you're Mm, trying to be this like super high energy, let's fucking go. And you know, you fucking don't feel like that. You you sound like this uh, Indian guru. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right. Yeah. That's the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's the whole thing. Uh, But I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a relatively new comedian. Mm, yeah. I, you know, I've only been doing comedy since the end of 2018. And mm. That's two pandemic years. Yeah. And I'm in love with the art form. Yeah. Like in love with it. Mm. And, and I have a lot of respect and admiration for uh, people that can, uh, you know, deliver comedy uh, over like a you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 minute mark, like mm. when it gets like real deep, mm. I feel like, okay, I can do a like relatively good 10 minute set, 15 minutes, yeah, 20, ooh, did we do 20? Mm. Okay, let's get it like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, mm-hmm. eight, 80, wow. Like if somebody's doing like an 80, 90 minute set and it's killing, mm. I'm just like, okay, this is next level. Mm. You can't get away with anything. You just have to be, so fucking good at this art form to entertain these people mm. with comedy for 90 fucking minutes or 60 yeah. minutes and also if you have that uh, if you have to do it uh, you're uh, you 
kind of like are pushed into it. Mm. So you will uh, kind of be forced to make it. Mm. So so then you will, uh, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, adapt or like um, yeah, it, it will come or maybe come like like as a part of the you you have to. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of you know that's mm. that's my goal now is just to yeah. try to be. Uh, more uh, yeah just to try to have more material that's good like a good 20 minutes i'd like to build up my goal for the next couple of months is to build up a good 30 minutes yeah i want to do like a few 30 minute sets and organizing a few dates with some friends just where we can go and maybe just two or three of us and do 25 30 minutes that's it you know yeah just work on build that muscle up i've I've been watching some like clips from your podcast and you have this really uh, like honest and natural and relaxing way to be mm. and uh, yeah it makes kind of the the, the people in your uh, presence really r- relaxed as well so I think it's a, you have a really good uh, like uh, uh, standard personality and yeah and and uh, yeah the, the thing with like the honesty and and uh, yeah that would yeah that's a really good way and 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 you're doing it. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, I feel like doing the podcast helps me so much. Yeah. Not only because I get to talk to like good comedians, experienced comedians like you and other people that come in, and but also just by like being able to have a free flowing conversation and find where it leads. It's a really complimentary skill to yeah, stand yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Th- and and yeah, it's you're you are kind of like. Um, yeah, m- practicing <laughs> as well, like yeah. uh, and broadening, yeah, something. Yeah, mm. dude, broadening yeah. those horizons. Those horizons. Hans Magna, yo, Tuzentak, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being a guest, bro. It it was a pleasure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, take care, brother. Take care. See you, ladies and gentlemen. Namaste. Uh, what do you say? Like good goodbye in. Firmlenge. Uh, it's in Hindi. Beautiful. Oh, Firmlenge. Firmlenge. <laughs> <laughs>